How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 21 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today we're going to talk about uh, the spring training game from Tuesday and uh, go over, you know, injury news and all the happenings from uh, today, and then we're going to go uh, into why I think the A's can win the AL West this year. I know they're 0-5 to start spring training, but, you know, it's spring training still. And people are working on stuff. We haven't had a full, healthy roster out there yet. So, I still believe, obviously, because spring training. Anyways, uh, before I get into, you know, the meat of the podcast, as always, uh, make sure you follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter or me personally at ByJasonB. You can also email questions over to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Let's get into the meat of the podcast. Uh, A's are on five. They lost to the Padres today, uh, nine to six. They were winning for a little bit and then they, uh, then they started losing and then they lost. So, uh, that's the game recap for you. Uh, Jesus Luzardo started the day. He went two innings, gave up one hit and struck out two. He looked really good. Um, not really much else you can say. He's in the rotation. I'm excited. I just hope that he stays healthy and then, uh, then everything will be great. And, you know. There's sky's the limit for him this year. Um, so health, health is going to play a big role into how much he contributes. But Jesus Cesardo, watch out for him this year. Uh, Lou Trevino also pitched his second game of spring training. And he went a full inning and gave up one hit. So that's a very welcome sign after you know his rough first outing. So uh, maybe we don't need to replace him after all. And that's why you try not to glean too much from just one spring training outing. Um, but, you know, you got to look for things where you can. And uh, Lou Trevino, back on track. He have the ZRA, so good for him. Uh, the game was basically altered uh, when Tanner Anderson came into the game. And uh, the inning started off with Chad Pinder uh, committing an error, a throwing error. And that allowed the runner to get on base. And then after uh, Tanner Anderson got two quick outs, he surrendered four straight singles, and that led to three unearned runs, and that was the difference in the game. So, uh, yeah, a fun game, yeah. Um, I mean, both teams had nice jerseys on. The, the A's didn't have their Kelly greens on, but they were still green tops. So, you know, that counts. Um, Frank Lombretto went two for four with a run scored and a strikeout. So he's, you know, having another solid spring, obviously. Uh, Chris Davis made his spring debut. He went one for two with a strikeout. And Austin Allen pinch hit and hit a homer, a solo homer. Uh, He finished one for three on the day. Uh, Jonah Hyam, he went one for three with an RBI. Uh, Both Hyam and uh, Austin Allen are fighting for the backup spot right now. Um, Hyam's got the higher batting average, but Austin Allen has a better offensive profile overall. So it'll be a matter of if I am, if his bat is for real, you know, he just needs like a slight uptick in offense to really make a difference at the major league level as a backup catcher, you know, for right now. But his defense is great. He just needs to be a decent offensive catcher. Whereas Austin Allen has been a pretty good offensive uh, catcher, but he needs a little bit better defense. So, uh, I mean, they can both hit from the left side. Uh, Austin Allen is a straight lefty, and Hyam uh, hits from both sides of the plate, so they would be able to platoon with uh, Sean Murphy. 
And if, you know, Murphy's knee acts up or, you know, he goes down a little bit, he, he had injuries last season. So if he misses time, they has got a pretty decent tandem already uh, on board with Hyam and Allen uh, behind him. So all three catchers are probably going to see time in the major leagues this year. It's just a matter of when and why, really. Uh, hopefully it's not because Sean Murphy is going to be down forever. So let, let's keep that on the back burner and never speak of that again. Um, and then we also learned from the San Francisco Chronicle that Dalton Jeffries does indeed have a bicep strain. Uh, he's going to have an MRI in Mesa in the next couple of days, and we'll figure out, you know, what the actual damage is. But it looks as though it's not, you know, Tommy John worthy. It's just a strain in his biceps. Um, I don't know muscles and stuff like that. It seems like it's a different part of the body or different part of the arm. So uh, he's going to avoid Tommy John, we think, but... The MRI will re reveal more, and we'll see, and we'll go from there. For tomorrow's action, uh, the A's are facing the Diamondbacks. Hopefully they get some uh, retribution for their loss, their spring training loss. Uh, they're going to be facing Luke Weaver of the Diamondbacks, and they got Frankie Montas making a spring debut for the A's. Uh, so that'll be the pitching matchup, and then we'll see how the lineups go. Um, I do want to mention that I'm a little bit perplexed by the A's usage of Vimy Almachin in spring training so far. Um, the big question with him, I mean, he was the Rule 5 draft pick that they got from the Cubs. Um, and the big question was, can he handle major league pitching? He's got a great hit tool. He's got a good uh, control of his bat. His strikeouts and walks are usually very similar. He struck out uh, once in nine at-bats so far this uh, this spring. He also only has two hits, so he's hitting two twenty two. Um but I, I would think that they'd be using him more as a starter, so that they would be he'd be facing higher level pitching uh, in his spring, you know, audition really. Because if he doesn't make the team, then he's going back to the Cubs. Um, and I, I'm not sure why they're just having him go. You know, he's he was a de uh, defensive replacement uh, in today's game, Tuesday's game, and he came in and played third base which isn't necessarily the spot that he's auditioning for. Um, so it's a little odd, I would say, um, especially if you want to find out if he's good enough to make the team and if he can play second base for you. Um, maybe they're trying to groom him into a more uh, utility player role or something like that, but it sounds as though Tony Kemp's going to be on the squad no matter what. And so... He's got the utility, and Chad Pender is also a utility player. So they've got two utility guys seemingly already on their roster. Why would they need a third? I don't know. Also, I'm not quite sure how this works with Rule 5 picks. Um, I know that, you know, how it generally works out, which is you draft a player in the Rule 5 draft, and then if they stay on the 26-man roster the entire season, you get to keep them. If they uh, <clears throat> are not performing or you want to, you know, send them down or something... Um, then you have to offer them back to their original team. So that's how that usually works. But say the A's wanted to like trade for Machine, even though he's already on the team, if they wanted to send something, like if they were going to send him to the minors or something like that, but they could strike a deal with the Cubs where they could still keep him as like a depth option. Um, maybe that's a possibility where they could do something there. I don't know if that's something that can happen, if it's happened in the past. I tried looking it up and didn't see anything in the few minutes that I spent. So 
I'm going to poke around Twitter tomorrow and see how that goes and see if I can get an answer to that. But uh, hey, if you have an idea, let us know at Lockdown A's on Twitter or me personally at ByJasonB. I'm going to do a quick ad real quick, uh, and then we'll get into why the A's are going to win the West this year. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On A's is a great way for your local business to reach passionate A's fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with A's fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, it's time for the good stuff. Um, so I, I've long felt that the A's are going to win the AOS this year because they don't want to be in the wild card anymore, and they're playing for you know that all season long. So they want to get off to a good start and all that stuff. Uh, and then all of the trash can banging stuff came out in the whole science dealing scandal and all that. Uh, we're still waiting to hear the Red Sox penalties, by the way. That should be coming at the uh, beginning of March. So that's fun. Anyways, um, so there's going to be a lot of distractions for the Astros this year. And I was looking on fan graphs and they have the Astros projected for a major league best 97 wins this year. And they have the A's a little bit higher than uh, Pakota had them. Uh, Pakota had them at 83, I believe. And they have them at 87 wins. So that's still a 10-game gap in between the A's and Astros. Um, one reason that I would say that, that that gap closes a little bit is, yes, the Astros are a very talented team, but they have uh, aging Justin Verlander and Zach Greinke. And then McCullers is coming off of an injury. So how solid is he going to be in his you know first season back? Usually it takes a little while to recover from Tommy John surgery to main uh, to reach former greatness, uh, and that's this season where he's going to be transitioning right there. Uh, and then you, they got Urquidy, who's supposed to be good, but he could be terrible. You know, Josh James is really good two years ago, and he hasn't been too great since. And then they have the aforementioned uh, Josh James and Forrest Whitley as other rotational candidates. They, they've got some guys, but. Nobody's really proven outside of the 37-year-old pitchers that they got. Uh, their offense is stacked with guys they can mash, but can they mash you know, legitimately? We don't actually know that yet. So let's say that the, the projection systems are a little bit off and they were cheating. You know, The cheating had more of an effect than we were led to believe. Um, and sure, the, the cheating that we know about was 2017. Who's to say they didn't have other ways of cheating, uh, you know, in 2018, 2019, all that stuff. Uh, so if that if that cost them two, three wins, all of a sudden, it's a little bit closer. Uh, then you got, as I went over last week, a bunch of young guys on the A's that are poised for breaking out nationally with Puck, Luzardo, Murphy. And I think that Murphy's defense is going to play a big key for uh, Puck and uh, Luzardo. And then... Chapman 
could, I mean, I think that he's got a legit shot at winning the AL MVP this year. Then you got Chris Davis, who, if he's closer to, you know, 2015 through 2018, Chris Davis is a solid addition to the roster. Uh, and then there, there's plenty of pieces. And Matt Olson's going to be healthy, hopefully, for the whole season. Um, he missed a month last year with, you know, his, uh, his hammock bone. Um, there, there's plenty of ways that they can pick up the offense a little bit without, you know, just, just maturing and getting better as players because they're young and that's what they do. Um, and then you got Puck and Lozardo for a whole season. Um, the bullpen hopefully won't blow a league-leading amount of saves uh, this year. That'd be wonderful. Um, and then I think that one big key that, you know, you can't really quantify it in a projection system or anything, but the Astros are very much public enemy number one right now. And that means that every fan base in every road stadium is going to boo them mercilessly and make their lives terrible, which is what the commissioner wanted with his penalties. He said so. He gave us his blessing, everybody. Isn't that wonderful? Um, so anyways, uh, so they're going to be on the road and they're going to be hearing it. And they're, they've got some cocky guys like Bregman. And so that might not affect him, but maybe somebody like Altuve he seems more of like a gentle soul, and I'd like to believe that he wasn't cheating because he seems like a decent person, actually. Um, quick side note, I was in the Astros locker room, or clubhouse once, and I was like, hey, I got a question for Jose Altuve, and he treated me like I was a regular person that is always with the team. So I liked that aspect of Jose Altuve, and, you know, he seems like a good guy. So I hope that he's... Not full of crap. Uh, anyways, so they're going to be hearing it. And, you know, teams like the Royals, the Orioles, the Tigers, that are going to be doormats for everybody in the American League, they're going to show up for those games that they play the Astros. You hear it all the time when uh, a team wins the World Series or an NBA championship or, you know, a championship uh, that next go around in the next season, that that team's getting everybody's best shot. And that is, I mean, the the Astros didn't win last year, but they're going to get everybody's best damn shot. Uh, you might even see teams play with their rotations to make sure that, you know, not Chris Sale because he's with a good team now, but, uh, you know, uh, let's define the Red Sox is good. Um, you might see a picture of that caliber on a worse team being lined up because they're like, no, we're not letting you guys get away with this. Um, and that could happen. There's probably going to be a couple of bench clearing brawls because people are idiots. I'm not necessarily rooting. No, I'm not at all rooting for anybody to get injured, but, um, there, there's going to be some mayhem at some point this season with the Astros. And, uh, I mean, all of this stuff is going to have it take a toll and baseball is a very mental game. And if you get off of your groove, I mean, uh, Chris Davis by himself, he, you know, he got hurt a little bit. His mechanics were a little bit off after, as he as he returned and messed with his psyche a little bit. He had a terrible season last year. And uh, now we're wondering if he's a bounce back candidate or if he's, you know, if the league's figured him out or whatever. Um, that's an entire roster that's going to be going through that this year. So, I mean, sure, they can all band together and be like, oh, it's us against the world. But that's bullshit. And they know it. Um, so that's my reasoning for, I mean, sure, there's. The A's are a good team as well, but I think that the Astros have a lot more to deal with 
than the A's, and the A's can kind of sneak up on them a little bit. They can just uh, be close and then surpass them when they go on their, you know, summer kick and whatnot, and that's uh, that's how they're going to win the West, guys. So let me know what you think about that. Uh, that's Locked On A's on Twitter, me personally, by Jason B. You can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I will talk at you tomorrow, and go out there and celebrate good times, everyone.